Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Length at a considerable height from the ground. In a rage, Amelia pushed her off. Isabella held her tongue as she hated Selina. But the substitution? Well, in the fall, Selina's face was mutilated. I believe, added Maraquito in a cold-blooded manner, that immediately made it worse. Here, Caranby shuddered, and Maraquito laughed. Oh, my aunt was not a woman to stick to trifles. She insisted on changing dresses with the dead. It was the workman's dinner hour, and no one was about. She forced Isabella to assist her by threatening to tell the police that Isabella had murdered her sister. As the sisters were on bad terms, Isabella knew that she might be accused, and so she held her tongue but she could have accused Emilia. Emilia would have denied the accusation. Moreover, Isabella was intimidated by the fierce nature of my aunt. A fierce nature, indeed, that would mutilate the dead, but I do not see how Emilia hoped that the substitution would pass undiscovered by Selina's friends, to say nothing of her father. The idea was that Emilia, as Selina, should go abroad and return to England in a few years. Owing to the unexpected death of Mr. Loach, her father, the substitution was easy. You know how Isabella alone appeared at the inquest, and how Selina, really my aunt, pretended to be sick. Then the two went abroad and came back. Emilia as Miss Loach went to Rose Cottage, and Isabella married Mr. Saxon. But why did Emilia take Selina's name, and— Because Emilia was in danger of being arrested along with her mother and brother for coining. You could not have saved her. The accident of Selina's death, the murder of Selina, you mean? Maraquita made a gesture of indifference. Call it what you like. It happened opportunely, however. It gave Amelia safety, and by threatening to denounce Isabella, she stopped her from marrying you. Caranby looked up. Ah, now I see why Isabella left me alone. She made one attempt, however, and did not succeed in inducing you to marry her. But had she succeeded, Amelia would have stopped the marriage. Amelia loved you. No, said Caranby coldly. She loved my title, my name, and wealth. I never loved her, nor she me. She experienced a kind of hypnotic influence over me, and I dare say I would have married her. But her heart, I am sure, was always in the coining business. You are quite right, said Maraquito, looking keenly at him, though I can't guess how you came to think so, seeing you thought my aunt dead. Yes, she loved coining. When I grew up, she sent for me, and for Daniel Saul. Who is he? Another of your precious family? A distant cousin. You know him best as Hale, the lawyer. Oh, indeed, said Caranby, considerably surprised. And what did Amelia do with you two? She got us to help her to coin. We made use of your house. I need not tell you how we dug the tunnel and arranged the factory. Amelia knew that you would not disturb the house. I was a sentimental fool. If I had been wiser, I would not have carried on your wickedness for so long. Oh, we have other factories, said Maraquita coolly. Jennings has not discovered everything, but your house was certainly an ideal place. I can't understand how Jennings learned about the secret, the entrance. He learned that from plans left by Maxwell, who designed the same. Amelia poisoned him. She did, to preserve her secret. Hale and I thought it was unwise. He would have joined us. But it was all for the best. 
"'Apparently you think so,' returned Caranby, looking at her with abhorrence. "'Seeing you poisoned Tyke in the same way.' "'Hale did that, and I agreed. It was necessary,' said the woman coldly. "'But you appear to know all about the matter.' "'Jennings has told me everything, even to the fact which she learned from Hale that you rang that bell.' "'I did. I knew Juliet Saxon was in the room, and I wished to get her arrested. She left the house, and I rang the bell as soon as I could get away from Hale.' who did not wish me to draw attention to the murder. But Juliet was too far away by that time to be caught. Why did you wish to hang the poor girl? Because I loved Cuthbert. I would have hanged her with pleasure, said Maraquita vindictively. I hate her. Then why do you wish to see her today? To tell her that I give up your nephew. That is not in accordance with the sentiments you expressed now. Maraquita made a gesture of indifference and made no reply. Caranby now began to suspect that she intended harm to Juliet, and wondered if she had any weapon about her. That dangling bag could easily carry a stout knife or a neat little revolver, and Maraquito, as was evident from the death of Maxwell and Tyke, had no idea of the sacredness of life. Caranby wished he had kept Cuthbert at hand to avert any catastrophe. He was about to ring and order his servant not to bring Miss Saxon into the room when Maraquito roused herself from her reverie. "'Do you wish to know anything further?' she asked. "'No, I think you have told me everything.' She smiled scornfully. "'I have told you very little, but for the rest of the information you must apply to Mrs. Octagon.' "'Ah, suppose I wish to learn who killed Amelia.' "'Mrs. Octagon can tell you,' said the woman significantly. "'Do you mean to say?' "'I say nothing. Amelia came to the factory and went out into the open air by another exit to see if anyone was about.' She never returned, and Hale and I went in search for her. We found her dead, and I know all this. Hale confessed it. But he does not know who killed her. Do you? I can't say for certain, but I suspect Mrs. Octagon stabbed her. But how could Mrs. Octagon get the knife? Basil got that from Mallow's room. He gave it to his mother, and— This is all theory, said Caranby angrily. You have no grounds. None at all, replied Marquito calmly. But if anyone had a wish to kill my aunt, Mrs. Octagon had. Emilia kept a tight hold over that woman, and made her do what she wished. About the marriage? Yes, and other things. I have never been able to understand why Aunt Emilia took such a fancy to Cuthbert and that girl, but she certainly wished to see them married. She asked Juliet for a photograph of your nephew, and Juliet gave her one. I took it, and that girl Susan Grant stole it from me. It was strange that the photograph should have gone back to the cottage. Aunt and I quarreled over the marriage. She knew I loved Cuthbert, but she would never help me to marry him. It was all Juliet with her. Pa, I detest the girl. I could do nothing while Emilia lived. She knew too much. But after her death, I made Mrs. Octagon stop the marriage. I think Mrs. Octagon will consent now, said Caranby calmly. I doubt it. She hates you too much. However, she can, for all I care, Lord Caranby. I have done with Cuthbert. The old man hoped she had done with Juliet also, for he was still uneasy. The expression of her face was most malignant. More than ever persuaded that she intended harm, Caranby again was about to summon his servant and forbid the entrance of the expected girl, when suddenly the door opened and Juliet, looking bright and happy, entered. She started back when she saw the supposed old woman who rose. Caranby jumped off the sofa with an activity he had not shown for years, and got between Juliet and her enemy. Maraquita burst into tears. "'Ah, you will be happy with Cuthbert,' she wailed, while I—' A fresh burst of tears stopped her speech, and she groped in the satin bag for her handkerchief. 
Juliet looked amazed. Who is this Lord Caranby? Signora Gretos. Maraquito, cried Juliet, starting back with an indignant look. I never expected to meet that woman. You call me that? cried Maraquito, flashing up into a passion. I am the woman Cuthbert loves. He does not. He loves me. You so old and... Old! shrieked Maraquito, snatching off her hat and cap. I am young and much more beautiful than you. Look at my hair. It came streaming down in a glorious mass on her shoulders. My face is as beautiful as yours. I disguised myself to see you. I hate you. I loathe you. I forbid you to marry Cuthbert. How dare you? How dare? I dare all things, even this. Maraquito raised her arm, and in her hand Caranby saw a small bottle she had taken out of the bag. What will Cuthbert say to your beauty now? She flung the bottle straight at Juliet. It would have struck her in the face, but Caranby, throwing himself between the two, received it fair at his cheek. It smashed, and he uttered a cry. Vitriol! Vitriol! he shrieked, his hands to his face, and fell prone on the hearthrug. His head struck against the bars of the grate, and a spread of flame caught his hair. Juliet seized him and dragged him away, calling loudly for help. You devil! You devil! cried Maraquito, striking the girl in the face. I dare not stay now, but I'll spoil your beauty yet. Wait! Wait! She hastily put on her hat and ran out of the room. The servant of Lord Caranby burst into the room, followed by some waiters. Send for the doctor, cried Juliet, trying to raise Caranby, and that woman. She has left the hotel, said the waiter, but at this moment there was a loud shout in the street, followed by a shriek and a crash. End of chapter 24 Recording by Jeanne of Washington, D.C.